Blastful Measure is a compilation of Medal of Honor stories designed to both honor the individual recipients and educate the public on their stories to ensure that such heroism is not forgotten in a grateful nation. It has been 20 years since the horrific acts of 9-11 launched the war on terror. During that time, between 2 and 3 million United States service members have been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Over half have been, been deployed more than once. 25 of them received Medals of Honor. Medal of Honor recipients who are alive to tell their stories emphasize that they were just doing their jobs. And in the military, they never did their jobs alone. As United States Army Specialist Salvatore Junta once told an interviewer, the weight of that medal, there's nothing I've done in the military alone. This represents all those who gave so much, guys to my left and to the right, those that led and those that followed. That medal is our medal. 14 of the 67 Living Medal of Honor recipients fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. As the war on terror ends and that chapter in the history of our nation ends, we want to honor all those who served, all those who made the freedom and security we have in the United States possible. Today, we recognize that sacrifice and service of those who fought to defend the security of the United States, to honor those who fought for our nation and offer gratitude for the sacrifices made by our military and by their families. On this podcast, we do that by telling the stories of service members who have received medals of honor. Today, you will hear the stories of three who fought in the war on terror. Lance Corporal William Kyle Carpenter, Army Staff Sergeant Salvatore Junta, and Captain Florent Groberg. Lance Corporal Carpenter joined the military because he wanted to make a difference in the world. He described his journey towards enlistment on his website, writing, I was a typical kid growing up in the Southeast during the 1990s and early 2000s. I like to ride bikes, rollerblade, and generally do the things that kids do to drive their parents crazy. But during my junior year of high school, I went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. That was when I saw what little these people had for themselves. I grew up a little on that trip and realized that I wanted to be different and that I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. A fearless and energetic optimist, Carpenter found his purpose in the Marine Corps. He was deployed to Afghanistan and became a member of a coalition force comprised of two reinforced Marine squads and one Afghan National Army squad operating in the Marja Desert of Helmand Province. It was a remote land without modern conveniences. Basic necessities were delivered by helicopter, and firefights with the Taliban were a daily occurrence at that time. On November 21st, 2010, Carpenter woke up to the sound of AK-47s as the Taliban initiated an attack on their patrol base. He was on lookout on the rooftop of a mud building during a lull in the fighting when insurgents launched a new attack. Grenades began landing on the courtyard of the building where his platoon was resting. Then a grenade dropped into uh, or onto the roof and Carpenter moved to shield his fellow Marine, Lance Corporal Nick Ufrazo from the Belast. He woke up five weeks later. Five weeks after losing consciousness on a hot, dusty rooftop in Afghanistan, after dying and being revived numerous times, Lance Corporal Kyle Carpenter opened his eyes. He was disoriented to find himself in a hospital bed with snow falling outside his window 
and his family sitting vigil. He was at Walter Reed Hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. During those five weeks, he wrote, my fellow Marines and my people in my medical evacuation units, which are some of the best doctors and the nurses in the world, had worked tirelessly to save my life. It was just the beginning. Over the next three years, Lance Corporal Carpenter spent in recovery and rehabilitation years that included 41 surgeries. Carpenter motivated himself with thoughts of running a marathon. I was forced to take the smallest of steps, he told listeners of the Rise Together podcast. My first goal was to sit up in the bed for five minutes. If I can sit up, I can work on making my way to the edge of the bed. I wanted to hang my feet off the edge of my bed. I knew if I could hang my feet off the edge of my bed, I could walk on. I could work on standing. If I could stand, I could work on taking that step. If I could walk, maybe one day I could run that marathon. Four months after receiving the Medal of Honor for undaunted courage, bold fighting spirit, and unwavering devotion to duty in the face of an almost certain death, Carpenter completed the 2014 Marine Corps Marathon. Lance Corporal Carpenter honors the memory of those who have served. Be thankful, he writes. Be thankful for the ones who never made it home because of another deadly blast throughout the battlefields of Iraq or Afghanistan. Be thankful such people lived and be proud of that service. Their bravery and sacrifice is an inspiration and beacon of hope for all of us. United States Army Staff Sergeant Salvatore Junta was serving his second tour in Afghanistan. Engaged in a five-day battalion-wide mission called Rock Avalanche. During that mission, the scout team was overrun. Their team leader was killed and his body and gear were taken by the Taliban. Two platoons were ordered to a nearby village to retrieve what was taken. Staff Sergeant Junta who then held the rank of Army Specialist at that time, and his unit climbed a mountain ridge overlooking the village to provide cover for those platoons. They spent 14 hours in place and were returning to base after nightfall when they were ambushed. Junta described the ambush. We started breaking down and walking back. The train on both sides dropped off. The only way back was the way we came. We walked maybe 200 meters from where we sat all day, and the world exploded on us. RPGs, PKMs, small arms fire, grenades, everything was happening. We were on a ridge. They were on the top, and my first responsibility was to my guys. In your ambush situation, the answer is charge the ambush line. I knew this. We all knew this. That's basic training. That's basic. That's battle drill. And I knew that's where Sergeant Joshua Brennan must have gone. He wasn't there, and he didn't wait for us. He did what had to be done, so I ran to follow Brennan. I saw two guys carrying a guy between them. They were running away. They were past the ambush line where the actual line of attack was. As I got closer, I saw it was two enemy combatants carrying Sergeant Brennan. So I did what I was trained to do. I closed and destroyed the enemies of the United States. I did that, and I grabbed Brennan, and I started running back in the direction I had just come. Staff Sergeant Junta was nominated for the Medal of Honor for unwavering courage, self selflessness, and decisive leadership while under extreme enemy fire. Junta accepted the honor and said that every soldier he served with 
deserves the same. In my time in the military, he said, two and a half years in combat, I lost 28 buddies. They gave me every single one of their tomorrows for you to have a today. When I found out that they put me in for the Medal of Honor, it was really tough for me. I had just lost two of my good buddies two days before. The weight of that medal, there's nothing I've done in the military alone. This represents all those who gave so much, guys to my left, to the right, those who followed, and those who led. This medal is our medal. French-born captain Florent Groberg moved to the United States at the age of 12. In his book, Eight Seconds of Courage, a soldier's story from Immigrant to Medal of Honor, Captain Groberg explained that he learned about right and wrong, good and evil, from his uncle Abd, a devout Muslim who told him, freedom has to be earned, sometimes you have to fight for it. Groberg's uncle Abd died fighting the terrorist group in Algeria. When the United States was attacked on September 11th, 2001, Flo Groberg thought of his uncle's words and made the decision to leave college and join the United States military. And one of those occurrences that made you sit back and wonder how small the world can be, Groberg completed his ranger training alongside Staff Sergeant Eric Gallardo. Gallardo received a silver star for his heroism of the 173rd Airborne Brigade combat team that was ambushed during a mission called Rock Avalanche. The same ambush that resulted in Staff Sergeant Sal Junta receiving the Medal of Honor. In 2012, Captain Groberg was serving as a personal security detachment commander. He was responsible for two brigade commanders, two battalion commanders, two command sergeants, major, and an Afghanistan National Army brigade commander as they moved toward a meeting with Afghani officials in Azbatabad, Kunar province. His Congressional Medal of Honor citation site states, As they approached the provisional governor's compound, Captain Groberg observed an individual walking close to that formation. When the individual made an abrupt turn towards the formation, he noticed an abnormal bulge underneath the individual's clothing. Selflessly placing himself in front of one of the brigade commanders, Captain Groberg rushed forward, using his body to push the suspect away from the formation. Simultaneously, he ordered another member of the security detail to assist with removing the suspect. At that time, Captain Groberg confirmed the bulge was a suicide vest, and with complete disregard for his life, Captain Groberg, again with the assistance of the other member of security detail, physically pushed the suicide bomber away from the formation. Upon falling, the suicide bomber detonated his explosive vest outside the perimeter of the formation, killing four members of the formation and wounded numerous others. The blast from the first suicide bomber caused the suicide vest of a previously unnoticed second suicide bomber to detonate prematurely with minimal impact on the formation. Groberg survived the detonation of a suicide vest and recovered over the course of three years and multiple surgeries. At his Medal of Honor ceremony, Captain Groberg asked President Obama to remember the four people who died that day. Command Sergeant Major Kevin Griffin, Major Tom Kennedy, Major David Gray, and USAID Foreign Service Officer 
Raggy Abdusta. On the latent show, Captain Groberg told Stephen Colbert, it was easy for me to do anything out there for my guys, especially Colonel Mingus, who I consider like a second father to me. You live together, you go through a lot of crazy things together, and you're willing to do anything for these guys. I was given a second chance, and I would give back everything to have them back. I would trade places with them for the rest of my life. I will do my best to honor them and their families. Just 3,500 American service people have received the Medal of Honor. But those who survived their acts of heroism remained humble. They are first to say they were just doing their jobs, and so were those who they served with. Following content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthDesk does not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthDesk does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any of the sites listed or linked to any of the content.